A lot of times people really identify with their career or maybe their role as a parent. And when they transition into retirement, well, they have a great idea what that's going to look like. They lose that sense of purpose. And so one way to keep that sense of purpose is to continuously learn and try new things, engage in new activities. And so being a lifelong learner is kind of like staying socially engaged. So it's really important for a more enjoyable, purposeful retirement. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am Joe Curry, along with my co-host, as always, Lindsay Wilson. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm great. We're just going to finish up part two of retirement risks today. That's right. So anyway, we're kind of on a roll. We've been doing a lot of recording today, so we're fully stocked. When we get through all of our client reviews and uh, our listeners aren't going to go with any empty weeks. Without, without some retirement advice. So as just said, in our previous episode, part one, we were looking at some well-known and lesser-known retirement risks. And we thought because there are you know a good number that we continue on and there were some more that were worth discussion. And looking at these retirement risks helps you also get clear on your your identity beyond work, your values, your purpose and priorities, and to make a good plan going forward and to be as aware as possible. So jumping into the retirement risks, I thought the first one we could start with was overspending early in retirement. Sure, yeah. So we talked about underestimating retirement expenses. So overspending early in retirement is kind of the same thing. And It's people uh, early in retirement, they have all these ideas of things they want to do, right? Want to travel, want to do these renos, whatever it is. There's a lot of different things depending on the person. So it's just important to, we talked about dress rehearsal before retirement, getting clear on those expected cash flow expenses, and then doing a dry run for a year ahead just to make sure it all works out the way you expect. And then being realistic about how much you can spend. So that's where it comes back to having a plan, right? Like we like to use our guardrails. So spending should be within those guardrails, for example. At the end of the day, spending does generally go down over time in retirement, which is one of the reasons we like the guardrails also, because if we are spending more, the guardrails allow us to spend more, but it also tells us when we need to kind of cut back. So we can do more travel. We can do more of those exciting things early on in retirement. And then later on in our later 70s or into our 80s, where we might still have our health, but we're just not quite as energetic and doing as much. So we're probably not spending as much. That kind of all works out, right? So I'm not saying you're not going to spend more money early on in retirement, but you also want to have a plan for how you know if you're spending too much. Now, this is touching on something we did cover a couple of episodes ago with a sequence of inflation risk, but how about ignoring inflation? Yeah, so this is pretty common. When people are using retirement calculators online, they're just plugging in what I think my rate of return is going to be, how long am I going to live? I mean, those are the kind of the two main things and figuring out how much can I spend. But inflation can have a huge impact. And we did that whole episode on sequence of inflation. But the main thing is, for about a decade, it looked like 
low inflation was just normal. And a lot of people didn't plan for it. And that was the norm, or at least plan pretty minimally for it. But we've seen in the last year, year and a half, that inflation can be significant. And it's not something to dismiss when it comes to a retirement planning. I think we're moving into maybe more of the holistic retirement planning part. But this is something we've covered with Scott Armstrong and Tammy Vigu and a number of people actually about not staying active and socially engaged in retirement. Yeah, we actually also just had Jen and Sarah on from Alzheimer's Society not too long ago, and they were talking about some of the importance of this as well. That's right. So, you know, there's a lot of data and research that kind of shows that retirees are not social and are not engaged. They have shorter lifespans. They're more likely to get depression. And so there's a lot of downsides to not staying engaged. I thought maybe I'd mention here is a good friend of ours who has the, the ear depot. So he's talked to me a lot about the research around I hear loss too. So that's one thing that actually causes a lot of retirees to disengage from their family and conversations and friends because they're not hearing well. They feel like they can't really participate in the conversations. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, they're disengaged, now they're not socially active, and then they're running into all these other issues. Also, another one being dementia is often related to uh, hearing loss. So that's one. Not staying out and active really affects our mobility. And so I think we've talked about, we haven't even did an episode on Outlive, the book by Dr. Peter Atia. And he talks about kind of the two most important things for health span, which is living longer and well, is actually our strength, so how strong we are, and our VO2 max, which is how well our body uses the oxygen we're taking in, right? So it's kind of like a cardio measurement. But that goes to the staying active piece, right? So if we want to have that good health span, we need to stay active also. The social part is, I think, more the cognitive piece, and the staying active is more the, you know, I guess, the health span piece. I think the next risk dovetails nicely with this, and that's not continuously learning. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about purpose on the retirement podcast. And a big reason for that is that a lot of times people really identify with their career or maybe their role as a parent. And when they transition to that next phase into retirement, well, they have you know a great idea what that's going to look like. They lose that sense of purpose. And so one way to keep that sense of purpose is to continuously learn and try new things, engage in new activities. And so being a lifelong learner is kind of like staying socially engaged. You know, it's, it's really important for a more enjoyable, purposeful retirement. And how about not seeking professional advice? This whole segment in our last podcast also was on the risks of retirement. If a lot of times it's not someone's full-time job to be a retirement planner, you know, they do a little bit of research find a couple of resources. But as we talked about on a previous episode, also sometimes what's required for retirement planning in an article is maybe overly simplified and not really giving the whole picture. So it can uh, avoid to making some mistakes or more importantly, leaving out pieces of the puzzle when it comes to retirement planning. So for someone who doesn't want to make it kind of a full-time gig, and maybe if you're going to retire, you're able to do this into retirement because you have the time and maybe that's going to be your lifelong learning and passion. And that's great. But most people aren't. And so in that case, it does make sense to engage with a professional who specializes in retirement planning. And how about underestimating how long retirement would last? Yeah. So one of our top five retirement risks in our paper is longevity risk. A lot of people have an idea in their head how long they're going to live. And it's almost always not as long as they're actually going to live. You know, part of that is life expectancy has come along. Medical advancements have come a long way in the last few decades. So a lot of people kind of think, well, my dad only lived to 77. So, you know, I might be lucky if I get to 80. 
But the reality is, like I mentioned with medical advancements today, that's probably not true. You're probably going to live longer than your parents did. I can't remember the exact numbers, but you know, a healthy 65-year-old couple, I think it's over 50% chance one of them's living to age 95. I could be a little bit off on that, but I'd be pretty close. At the end of the day, people are living longer than they expect to. So you need to plan for that. And that's, again, one of the things that I've harped on a lot on this podcast is why we don't want to just guess how long we're going to live and plug that into a calculator for our retirement plan. And how about overlooking the impact of debt? It's not necessarily the end of the world taking debt into retirement. But one of the problems is, which we've really seen in the last year, is that it's really hard to predict what interest rates are going to do. And so we've had a really long time of low interest rate environment, basically since 2008, nine. And then all of a sudden, the Bank of Canada has increased interest rates 10 times in the last year. So that is not easy to predict. So if you retired a couple of years ago, there's no way you're going to plan on that happening. So all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. if you're carrying a mortgage into retirement, you're renewing that mortgage at these higher interest rates, you're going to see a significant difference in what those debt servicing payments are. We just want to be cognizant that whatever our mortgage payment is, for example, that we take into retirement is not necessarily the mortgage payment we're going to have forever because interest rates will change and we'll have to adapt. And now, how about not having an emergency fund? Yeah. So whether it's an emergency fund or another way to access funds in the case of an emergency or something unexpected coming up, you know, it's okay one way or the other. But yeah, so we could do that in high interest savings. So a lot of people, you know, we call it with clients sleep at night money. (laughs) Um, So a lot of them just want to have something in their bank account so that they can sleep at night and they know that if something unexpected comes and they need money fast, they can grab it. It's there. For a lot of people, we also talk about home equity line of credits or all-in-one accounts. But basically, we have a secure debt, so it's a relatively low interest rate. Don't really plan on using it, but if emergencies come up and we need cash fast, we can grab that. We're not going to be forced to take too much money out of the market when, say, markets are down, or we're not going to be forced to pull too much money out of a retirement account where it's fully taxable all in one year, but maybe allow us to spread it out over years. But it is important to have access to cash when we need it. Assuming you can always go back to work? Yeah. So I think we mentioned this a little earlier, but it's kind of like retiring too early. If you're out of the workforce for 10 or 15 years, it might not be as easy to get work as you think. And the other thing is your health may not let you go back to work if you need to. In fact, a lot of people retire a lot earlier than they want to, not because they planned on it, because they're forced to because of health. If you think you're going to go back to work, if you run out of money 10 or 15 years into retirement, it might not be as easy as you think. If you're not planning on having something kind of in the shorter term, we're going to kind of stay engaged. I wouldn't count too much on work as a future source of income. And finally, to cap it off, and I think this sort of wraps up speaking about not staying active and socially engaged, not continuously learning, and neglecting emotional and psychological well-being. Most people thinking about retirement are just thinking about retiring from something as opposed to to something, right? Or maybe I should say when retirement isn't so successful or not as purposeful as we expect. It's because that's our focus. It's getting away from work as opposed to what's next. You know, we might have all the finances lined up, ducks in a row, perfect plan in place. No, we're never going to run out of money, but that doesn't mean a successful retirement. That's just one piece of it. So something we've talked a lot about on the podcast is, yeah, being clear on our values, Mm -hmm. getting clear on our purpose beyond work, knowing what those priorities are and using that kind of as the starting point for any retirement planning. Once we figure that out, then we can worry about the numbers. Our retirement navigator, retirementplanningsimplified.ca, I mean, that's a great resource as a starting point. Mm -hmm. I also highly recommend Benjamin Hardy's book, Be Your Future Self Now. That gives you some other perspective into that. But anyway, it's just as important 
to be thinking about that side of the coin, so to speak, as it is thinking about the other side of the coin, which is all the financial aspects. Because there's a lot of people, we all have stories of someone we know who died fairly shortly after retiring or was kind of depressed, socially disengaged after they retired, all that kind of stuff. And we don't want that to be you. So you want to make sure that you're planning for that along with your finances and retirement. Great. Any final parting thoughts? No, I think that's it for today, Lindsay. I mean, we touched on a lot of different things in the last two episodes, and hopefully that kind of helps people get a bit of an idea of all the things they need to be thinking about in retirement, right? And it can be a little bit overwhelming, partly why we broke it into two episodes, also partly why we have a job too, Lindsay, is because it's not as simple as we might want it to be. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Lindsay. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.